One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And I'm Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's night tonight. Get excited, you guys. Never been more excited (laughs) in my life in my Florida closet. Woo! (laughs) Couple more weeks of Florida closet. Uh, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. (laughs) I'm definitely allergic to it. I realize my throat starts closing up when I get in here. And the sound quality is slightly off. And it's a closet. It's hot. That's right. Let me out. Yeah, gotta be free be putting courtney in a closet that's been well established never gets old <laughs> <laughs> well do you want to tell us a story i do okay <laughs> <Hey>. I, <laughs> I today i want to tell you about the slaying of nancy and richard langert mm. on palm sunday 1990 Jean Bishop was singing in the choir at her church when she was approached and told that there was an urgent phone call for her. She said her heart immediately sank, knowing there was no way good news was waiting for her on the other side of the line. Ugh, there's nothing worse. No, at church, in the like, actually just no. singing in the choir and someone taps you on no. the shoulder? No. No, thanks. Jean Bishop grew up with her sisters, Jennifer and Nancy, in the wealthy village of Winnetka, Illinois, which is a suburb on the north shore of Chicago. To give you a sense of the community, John Hughes used Winnetka for the movie Home Alone, as it's the model for the American Uh, Dream and Middle America. Yep. That big, huge house that... Yeah, I didn't know that was in Illinois. Yeah, in Winnetka. And it actually comes up a lot because my wife is from the north shore of Chicago, and it is rich rich (laughs) the sisters had a very happy childhood and the youngest nancy was considered the comedian of the group like many younger siblings nancy was able to get away with just about anything the oldest sister jennifer described that their mother is a quote very classy well-mannered and elegant lady like most residents of winnetka and nancy would be able to make her laugh to the point that she'd say quote oh that's awful but continue to laugh despite herself. Nancy's mother said that she was also a gifted performer and top student at New Trier High School where she attended. I also know that New Trier is always one of the best high schools in the country. 
but she was the type that couldn't wait to get married and start a family that was happy as the one she'd been raised in. You're breaking my heart already. Just, just hang on tight. When Nancy was in her early 20s, she met Richard Langert, who was a, quote, tall, handsome jock, and the family thought he was a perfect match for their beloved youngest sibling. The family said he seemed to bask in Nancy's glow and fully appreciated her bright and hilarious nature. While he worked hard to court Nancy, he also worked hard to win her parents' approval by mowing their lawn without them asking and other thoughtful acts. If you And if you live in the Midwest, that's basically, that's the highest ranking currency, mowing people's fucking lawns, right? Big time. So the pair were married in 1987 and both found jobs for a growing coffee company. The couple immediately started trying for a baby and within a few years, Nancy was elated to find out she was pregnant. The couple said that 1990 was, quote, going to be their year as they were finally pregnant, were moving into their first home, and were beside themselves with excitement for what the future would hold. While the couple waited for their dream home to be fully ready for them to move in, they were temporarily living in a town home Nancy's parents owned. On Saturday, April 7th, the family had dinner together at a restaurant in Chicago to celebrate a family birthday and the fact that Nancy was pregnant. Nancy's sisters recall the family's joy that night and how happy and excited everyone was. Nancy's sister Jean said that the last words she said to her sister are words she never says anymore because they weren't true. She said, quote, I'll see you tomorrow. But oh. tomorrow never came for Nancy. Oh, no. I need Nancy Hotel. to still be here. <sighs> hilarious people should just live forever. Everybody, all of them. All of them. But hilarious people oh. should get an extended stay, in my opinion. Yes. When Jean answered the phone call at church that Palm Sunday in 1990, her father was on the other line and said that Nancy and Richard had been killed. No. Their father had gone to check on them and was devastated and horrified by what he found. There was no answer when he'd rung the doorbell of their townhouse, so he let himself in and noticed there was light coming from the basement. At the top of the basement stairs, he looked down and saw his pregnant daughter Nancy and her husband Richard, quote, frozen in death. When Nancy and Richard got home from dinner the night before, someone had been lurking inside of their home, waiting for them to return. Richard had died from one shot in the back of his head, execution style, while his wrists were handcuffed behind his back. Nancy was shot twice, once in her side and once in her abdomen. Nancy had obviously been alive for a short time after she was shot because she managed to pull herself over to Richard's body, and on the wall she wrote a heart and the letter U with her own blood. Oh my god. I know. Nothing was taken from the home, and in fact, $500 was strewn near the bodies as if the killer had been offered the money to spare their lives and had thrown it aside. The family believed the murder had been planned and was an execution, but couldn't begin to fathom who would have wanted the blissfully happy and loving couple dead. If you tell me that this is unsolved, I'm going to quit. (laughs) It's extremely solved. You'll be happy to know it's extreme. Yeah, I'm not not taking you people down this path and leaving you hanging. A task force was assembled and the police were baffled as parts of the murders looked very planned and professional, but others seemed amateurish. 
They were able to determine that the killer had accessed the house through the back patio door, and just behind the fence in the Langert's backyard was a bike trail that led all the way to Chicago, which would offer a quick and seamless getaway. The community wondered if, quote, big city violence had entered their safe community, and police questioned everyone the family associated with to rule out all possibilities. Have you seen the video that just came out, like, last week, maybe, of the car driving into the garage and this person coming around the corner like somebody had been waiting mm, on no. the side of the garage and like sneaks in as the garage door closes shut your mouth off and no the two people the couple in the house wound up dead i ha- i meant i was actually thinking about it today and wondering if they had their if they know anything about who that person was but it is fucking Ugh, terrifying my face looks like a halloween mask that is so yeah scary i'll try to find it and send it to you but this is sort of what that feels like to me this story time. like and i don't know the details but yeah that the fact that there's footage of that happening oh with this other God. couple like, no yeah you know how much i hate home invasion shit it's just mm-hmm. can't i cannot it's no. so fucking scary no there's nothing like the fact that that just happens is is not okay Especially after you come home from dinner with your family, like this blissful celebration yes. in Chicago, and then your world just it's over. 90 degrees. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. No. They also thoroughly investigated the scene of the crime that was covered in the victim's blood and offered limited clues. They found a set of handcuffs on the ground in the basement and near the back fence the killer had left behind a single glove. Other than that, they had very little evidence to go on. I'm always like, can't you just flip the glove inside out and test for fingerprints? I know that's not how it works, but... (laughs) Should be. I'm going to get together a big glove, get it together, all the glove, isotoner, that's probably it, and (laughs) have them install some sort of fingerprinting material. Isn't that smart? I I just invented that just now. Just don't tell anybody. That's what I mean. Like The FBI, yeah, they should just have that... Like, pay for that to go into their gloves so that flippity-dippity, done. There you go, fingerprints. <laughs> that would be my tagline when I do the presentation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. Other than that, they had very little evidence to go on. There were rumors that there was some sort of drug operation associated with the coffee business the couple worked for that were quickly dismissed. Another loose theory was that the murders could have had something to do with Nancy's sister Jean's association with the IRA. Janine was a corporate attorney but was also involved with human rights work, and the FBI developed a theory that the IRA might have thought that Jean's work was actually a cover for her being in the CIA. So, okay, so obviously I'm referring to the Irish Republican Army when I say IRA, for anyone who's not familiar this led them to believe that maybe Jean had been the actual target for the killings and they'd targeted the wrong sister and killed Nancy accidentally. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Jean had seems just... Like re- a stretch, but... Uh, yeah, it does seem like a stretch. I mean, I think the IRA was such a big deal at the time. Like, everything right. that was going on in Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland was such a big deal. Thanks to Sinead O'Connor, I'm assuming. No, I'm just kidding. But no, it was a really big, <laughs> it was a really big deal. Everybody was aware right. of it. And so I could see it was way on the FBI's radar. 
and she had also, she'd just returned home from a trip to Northern Ireland three days before the murders. And the FBI okay. claimed, that, yeah, the FBI claimed that there had been a death threat made against Jean. Okay. Yeah. They asked her to list everyone she associated with in Ireland so they could investigate them. Jean was shocked when she was presented with a theory and insisted that the IRA didn't target Americans, and she refused to list her contacts, adamant that they had nothing to do with her sister's murder. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh -oh. And I, they didn't get into that too much, but she was like, no, that's this is human rights work. I'm not, I'm not jeopardizing it. Basically. It's like, I'm not, okay. that has nothing to do with her. And I'm not going to put these people, I'm not going to drag them into this. You're on, you're on the wrong track. I know. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. I feel like she's... they're on the wrong track too, but that's just because I've got an excellent intuition. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jean have a lot in common. She's a badass. Her whole family are badasses. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. As a result, the Chicago media did a news piece about how Jean refused to cooperate with the local authorities. Ugh. And it's like her walking, you know, in front of a courthouse with her family, and they put a little spotlight on her head as she's walking, which is Ugh, gross, fucked up and so 1990. Um, and of course, Jean thought this was especially horrible, considering the FBI thought she was the original target. So she's like, you think I'm the target? Yeah. And then you're going to spotlight my head on television? You fucking yeah, losers that's yeah. so awful yes none of the leads panned out for police and the family began to despair that nancy's killer would never be found and they'd have to live their lives in fear and agony not knowing who'd done such a horrible thing to their family having exhausted all of their resources and spending close to a million dollars on the case the police were forced to shut down the task force leaving the family even more distraught luckily Six months to the day that the murders happened, two teenagers walked into the police department with a story that would break the case wide open. Yes. I know. I'm always, somebody always knows something, and when those somebodies come forward, ugh. Kisses. Kisses, yes. I get kisses. So <laughs> many kisses. The ones that did it, then they don't get them. They did not do it, so you can okay, good. kiss them all you want. The teen started by asking about the witness protection program, which is so sweet, and seemed extremely nervous. Oh. The teenagers were Fu Hong, who was a senior at New Trier High School, and his girlfriend. Fu claimed that his good friend and fellow high school student, David Biro, had bragged about having committed the Langert murders, and he was afraid it was true. David hadn't shared a motive, but he said he had a gun in his room, and Fu was afraid that he planned to kill again. Of course it's a teen. Courtney. You know how much I love a teen. God. And I actually picked this because it was Winnetka, which is, I mean, you know, I, not everybody's familiar, but it's just the, the last place that something like this would happen. And the fact that it was a teen is just like, it's just too interesting to me. I can't help myself. Right. The Winnetka police were familiar with David Biro and described him as a, quote, small-time punk and were initially skeptical about Biro's claims, wondering if he'd said what he had to get attention. The detective's suspicions were laid to rest, though, when Fu said that Biro had described that he had gotten nervous on the night of the killings and, quote, popped off around, which was true and a detail that hadn't been shared with the media. Like just popped off a random. Well, yeah, he got he police had found a round of bullet holes in the wall on the first floor just above the baseboard. So I'm assuming oh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm assuming that they were talking too much or freaking out, and he just did that tough mm-hmm. guy bullshit and just popped off around into the baseboard. Right. Police arrested Bureau the next day and searched his home, including his bedroom. Police immediately looked for the gun Fu said Biro kept under his bed and found a stolen three fifty seven Magnum, which was confirmed to be the murder weapon. They also found handcuffs similar to the ones found at the scene and a scrapbook of newspaper clippings on the murders. Like, what is come up on. with scrapbooking your murder? It seems like such a cliche at this point. Like you go into the serial killer's house and the walls are, but they actually fucking do it. It's a cliche because it's true. Like you, like right. <laughs> killers actually keep these fucking scrapbooks and souvenirs. It's so stupid. It's so crazy. Yeah. Police yeah. questioned Bureau and reported that he was very smug and arrogant and claimed he'd been holding the gun for a friend, which is also okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Police believed he took a great deal of pride in their suspicion that the murders had been a professional hit and so had an inflated ego as a result. He liked that. He liked seeing in the paper that they thought it was a professional. So gross. Bureau was charged with two counts of first-degree murder, intentional homicide of an unborn child, burglary, and home invasion, and he pled not guilty to all counts. Nancy's family was beyond shocked to hear that a 16-year-old boy was responsible for their devastation and even more surprised to learn that he was actually the son of a family friend. Oh, no. Yes, David Biro's father had actually worked for Nancy's father at one point. Oh, no. Check this out. Nancy's family was on the Biro's Christmas card list. And so every year they had received a family photo that included the boy who would grow up and murder Nancy. Oh my God. Nancy's family dug. Yeah. Nancy's family dug more into David Bureau's life leading up to the murders and learned very disturbing things about the teen. Bureau had once fired a BB gun out of his bedroom window at passing neighbors. Oh no. At one point he had lit someone on fire. What? Yeah. And I don't know the details. And at age 14, he tried to poison his family. Oh, good. This is good. One day, Biro's brother and sister were drinking milk with their lunch, and the milk had been tainted with wood alcohol, which made them very sick. Oh. Biro's parents checked him into a psychiatric hospital as a result, but brought him home less than two months later. Nope. Doctors were adamant that Biro should remain in treatment at the facility, even stating on his release that they believed him to be a danger to himself or others. Oh, my God. But Biro had convinced his parents that he was fit to return home, and so he did. Don't listen to the psychopath, Mom also, and Dad. don't be so fucking concerned with keeping up with the Joneses that you bring your son home who tried to kill your other two children and will probably try <laughs> to kill you unbelievable can you believe that they're like yep that should be good and now it's time to come home people are starting to talk once home Biro's parents didn't bother to keep up with his treatment and didn't find a new psychiatrist to work with their burgeoning sociopath of a son okay so it's one thing to take him out of the yep institution or whatever the hospital yeah it's a whole other thing to just be like no that's good we're good yep yep he got enough money just 
like bring the hospital to you, please. Yes. Yes. You have all the resources in the world. There's zero excuse that your kid is just allowed to return into society without any additional intervention. Wow. He was allowed to return to society unsupervised and even had a padlock on his bedroom door. I'm assuming, you know, to keep his parents out. Okay. And not to lock him in. No, but like, you're so sociopathic son. Yes. No. You get up in his shit, man. Mm. Put cameras under his bed. Just get in there. I don't believe in snooping in your kid's shit, but if they try to poison your other children, all bets are off. Like at that point, I'm looking in your diary. Yes. I'm going to find your murder scrapbook. (laughs) I'm going to find your murder scrapbook, you little shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Biro remained cocky up to the date of his trial, and prosecutors believed his motive was simply to commit a perfect crime. Gross. Fucking uber menches. They believed that the Langerts were chosen based on the easy access to their home and nothing more. Biro took the stand at his trial and stuck to his original story that he'd been holding the gun for another student who'd been the one to actually commit the crime, which was dismissed by prosecutors and investigators. The jury only took a couple of hours to find David Biro guilty on all charges, and he received a sentence of two mandatory life sentences without the possibility of parole for murdering Nancy and Robert, and a discretionary life sentence for the murder of their unborn child. Good. I'm just surprised that he got life sentences as a 16-year-old. Ooh, well, (laughs) I'm glad you brought that point up because we're about to get into that for a little bit. The judge gave a speech at sentencing that outlined that Biro had been given every privilege growing up and that he believed he committed the murders sheerly for entertainment and deserved life in prison because he is truly the most dangerous type of person. Mm -hmm. The family was pleased with the sentence, knowing that Biro would, quote, die on a cold prison floor like Nancy and Robert had died on a cold basement floor. Mm -hmm. The family's only regret was that they didn't have any answers as to why Biro had slaughtered their family members but those answers would come 22 years later. <sighs> While Nancy's sisters were happy Biro received the punishment he deserved, they didn't want to carry the burden of hating the man who'd taken their sister's life and didn't want to waste their lives feeling sad and angry. Jean and Jennifer both became outspoken advocates for gun control and against the death penalty. They have both lobbied around the country to, quote, change our violent culture and help victims of violence. That's wonderful. I know. Inspired by the restorative justice movement, Jennifer decided to reach out to Biro 13 years after the murders and sent him a short letter with her address and the invitation to reach out if he'd be interested in speaking with her. Biro responded by saying that he wasn't going to confess to the crime, but would love to be her pen pal and thought it would be fun. (laughs) Just like light it on fire. I would just lose my shit yeah jennifer responded that bureau clearly wasn't where he needed to be in life and that if he ever changed his mind he knew where to find her meanwhile gene decided to make the switch from being a high-powered corporate attorney to becoming a public defender for cook county oh my god fist pump can you believe that i just got chills that's amazing i know and cook county too like that's chicago everybody that is a fucked up place to be a public defender and also a place that desperately needs good public defenders well yeah and after your sister's 
murdered. Like that's incredible. It's incredible. And if you see her, she's just, she's one of those people that seems like her shit is so together. She's like, kind of looks like a famous person, you know, like you would mm-hmm. sit up straight and listen to her when she walked into a room. So it's, and she seems so kind. I, anyway, I'll talk a lot more about her, but I just fucking love that she did that. She said her decision was mostly based on the way the FBI had treated her when they suspected her human rights work with the IRA had made her a target for the killings. She said that understanding what it felt to be that powerless had a profound effect on her and wondered what could happen to someone who didn't have the resources she did and couldn't fight and come out on top. God, that that's amazing. Yes, I know. <laughs> Talk about empathy, man. Yes. Wow. She wants to be an advocate for those people, she says. It's incredible. She did, however, remain convinced that juvenile offenders like Biro should remain behind bars for life and refuse to even say his name for 20 years. That all changed after she met Mark Loeffler, who is a law professor who works on the other side of the juvenile justice issue and believes life sentences for juveniles are cruel and unusual punishment and seeks reduced sentences and sometimes clemency for young offenders. After this meeting, Jean said she felt her Christian faith being challenged and that she was called to do more. She said she began seeing Biro as a person, started saying his name for the first time in 20 years, and knew that she needed to begin engaging with him. In 2012, Jean wrote a letter to Biro and said that she'd forgiven him a long time ago and that if he wanted her to come see him, she would. Several weeks later, she received a response. The letter was 15 pages long and included the piece of information the family had been praying for for two decades, a confession and an apology. He also agreed to meet face-to-face, and the two met five months later. Jean said she felt an enormous weight off of her after she read his words. She said that he immediately explained his motive for the crime had been that he wanted to rob someone and wanted to wait until the residents came home so he could take their wallets and cars. He said that when he saw Nancy and Robert, he knew he needed to, quote, finish it. Jean said the biggest reward for meeting with Bureau over the years has been transforming Nancy and Robert from an it to real people with complex lives and loved ones. In June of 2012, just before Jean and Bureau started communicating, there was a major Supreme Court ruling that deemed mandatory life sentences for juvenile offenders cruel and unusual which could have resulted in a reduced sentence for Biro, which leads me to believe that he just reached out to Jean to gain her sympathy. So in 2012... That's just your... That's just my opinion. Yes. Right. We Uh can talk more about this at the end, but so in June of 2012, the Supreme Court ruled conclusively that mandatory life sentences were cruel and unusual and that they needed to be shortened. Mm -hmm. So I think that... Bureau took the opportunity when Jean reached out to be like, I'm going to confess. I'm going to say I'm sorry. And that's going to bode well for my case. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, Jean has been advocating for Bureau to have another day in court. She believes that he needs a second chance and that it's, quote, utter hubris to freeze someone in time as a killer and only a killer, which I generally believe in. But we could talk more about that, too. (laughs) she's unsure if she thinks he should be set free as she doesn't have all of the information she would need to make that call but she's open to exploring the possibility 
unsurprisingly, Jean and Nancy's sister Jennifer completely disagrees. Hmm. She does not believe he deserves to walk free or that the community would be safe if he did. Nancy's mother agrees with Jennifer. The family remains extremely close despite their differing opinions about Bureau's future. Good. Yeah. Bureau did get his day in court, and in 2014, a judge ruled that his mandatory life sentences would be dismissed, but his discretionary life sentence was not covered in the 2012 Supreme Court ruling, and so he would remain in prison, right? Holy shit. So if she hadn't been pregnant, he would have been out. Wow. In April of 2020, a class action lawsuit was filed by Illinois prisoners requesting release due to the coronavirus, and the case could potentially impact Bureau's sentence length if the legal challenge was successful. Nancy's sister, Jennifer, filed a motion saying that victims' families, quote, should receive timely notice of the proceedings in this case and allowed to assert their constitutional and statutory rights and to be heard. Mm-hmm. As of Monday, March 1st, 2021, today, the Pontiac Correctional Center has David Bureau's status listed as in custody. Oh, good. I was like, don't tell me he got released today and is coming to my house right now. And nope, <laughs> he's still in there. Ugh. And that is the case of the slaying of the best people possible. And the wow. f- fucking teenager, piece of shit, sociopath, David Bureau. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. Well, shit. That's a lot to chew on. Well, do you want to hear why I think that he should not get out of prison? Because he poisoned his siblings. (laughs) Well, yes. That's strike one. Also, he says that he was committing a burglary and he wanted to take their wallets and cars. But then he tossed their money aside and didn't take anything. Right. So I think, I agree, I don't think, I think he did it for fun. I think he broke in there to kill people for fun. I don't think he had a, he was a rich kid. He didn't give a shit about Yeah. Well, I mean, he money. just tried to kill his siblings. Right. That, that's not for money. That's just because he wants to see what it's like to kill somebody. Kill people. Yeah. And he lit yeah. someone on fire and he shot at his neighbors. <laughs> right. Like, no, I mean, clearly that's. Yeah. Yeah. And was told to be kept in the hospital. Yes. Because he could seriously hurt people yes i do agree that mandatory life sentences for juveniles is cruel and unusual i think that's a fucking you know unless there's like clear evidence that they are somebody like this who's probably you know the chances of rehabilitate rehabilitating them are so slim or they do something so heinous that they should probably spend the rest of their lives in jail but i mean he could be like i would be comfortable with him going to a facility to get help like I, that right. would feel appropriate, right? Uh, to not be maybe be in prison, but to be somewhere else. Yeah, you know, like I'm a, scared of him personally. I'm he's not that old, you know. He's yeah, no. <laughs> I think he'd get out and just get right back to it personally. And yeah. I don't want to take away from Gene's healing process because I think that that is. I have so much respect for her and big time man. and Jennifer, the whole family. I mean they. I've watched all these, you know, interviews with them together, speaking together about the case. And that's just remarkable and so admirable and powerful. I mean, it's just like, what is the purpose of life if we're not here seeing each other as human beings and like 
fighting for our ultimate humanity, you know? Big time. That's like, that's, uh, that's me. I need to practice what I preach when I say we need to take better care of each other, you know? Right. But I do think that there are some people who aren't, you're not able to fix. I hate to say it, but I really truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I wish it was like, we've talked about a thousand times. Just, it's really unfortunate that there's not like a clear cut way to know exactly what his intentions are what he will do in the future yep you know but if it was someone who killed you i i'd know myself well enough and i would just be like no you're not a person to me anymore i'm you know like you can't and so good for them because i wish i could be yep bad a better person you know i wish i could have that grace to you know like i just yeah. don't think i could so good for her yeah good for her big time and i think if he had actually been like a scared poor kid who you know broke into their house and accidentally shot them sure that's different you know that's completely right. different but this kid premeditated this shit was obviously proud of himself kept the fucking scrapbook of it like you're right. not, that was not a yes. burglary gone wrong that no was bragging about it, it at school no yes yeah, this kid's a, like an actually is a monster. I don't, I just don't, I think his humanity is secondary in this situation, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, Something I think about constantly, normal. obviously. No. Right. Well, and it's that, you know, when you look at the death penalty cases, the mitigating factors, and, you know, yeah. we try to take that into account if you've had a really terrible upbringing or whatever, you've had terrible shit happen to you, and then you do terrible shit. Maybe you shouldn't be held as accountable. We should have the opposite. Like if you've had everything given to you, and I think even the judge said it in this case, like you've had everything and you still did this. Yes. Um, But it should be like, and then you get another life sentence because you were rich (laughs) and another one because you were white. I assume he's white. And you get another one because you got a Lamborghini when you turned 16 or whatever. Like That's so (laughs) true. All of the the life sentences <laughs> he's a total american psycho like hot rich i didn't work this into the into the story but the family sued him did a class action lawsuit and won for 41 million dollars wow. simply to keep him from getting rich off of his story good yeah which is smart good. yeah yep wow god they're so smart that family will they adopt us do you think i mean they're totally the kind of they kind of remind me of our of our East coast family. And like mm. whenever we, Laura and I go visit their friends that live on the North shore. I'm like, this is totally what I pictured as a kid when I was reading, you know, like stories about orphans getting adopted by like rich aunts and uncles, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is, this yeah. was my fantasy. Yeah. Like get me out of my small Indiana town and let me live with these people. They're so sophisticated. Home alone house. <laughs> oh, exactly. Have you seen those memes that are like, what the fuck did this dad do to buy this house and send nine people to Paris? Yes. Like first class or whatever. Yes. That's such a good point. (laughs) You watch it as a kid and you don't question that shit. That's just how rich people live. (laughs) Yeah. They live in actual palaces. That place looks like a palace. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was so sad and so good, Court. Thank you for not giving me an unsolved crime today i don't think i could handle it no yeah those are you know how i can't really handle it unless they're super interesting to me for some reason but that one yeah this one is not that i can't know yes (laughs) very 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 solved case Uh, just like i like them remember i said we're gonna do just clear cut not ambiguous (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
there is some ambiguity though. And, and it's, a, you know, I think that kind of ties back to what we've been talking about a lot lately and remembering the humanity and situations that we are all human beings. And the fact that that's Jean's but primary too. focus in general, but even with the, her sister's killer is it's something to take to heart and like really think about, mm-hmm. you know, personally. Strive and, for. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, you know, it's easy for me to be on a podcast and be like, that guy's a monster. And, but, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he, and he, one guy actually probably is, but then it's too easy to take that and multiply that and apply it to everyone, you know? Right. And yep. so the power of that language, I need to be, I just want to be aware of it and right. kind of differentiate. Well, Part of it, too, is that if you really open yourself up to that, to, like, the humanity of the killers, it hurts, you know? Yeah. Like, it hurts more to have totally. to wrestle with all of the tragedy of yep. all of it. Yep. Um, and so in a lot of ways, it's easier to, to label. I mean, obviously, it's easier to label, but, like, he is yes. bad. They are. They were good. And justice was served. Goodbye. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just not really, that's not at all what life is. And that's a really challenging and and hard to wrestle with and as the uh, you know for the victims families the fact that they're willing to go in there and do that work and think about it and even if they don't agree like still love each other and not let it ruin their family and i mean jeez a little wheezy yeah that's definitely something to strive for absolutely extremely well said it's very well said Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes I just pick cases that are like so zany and fucking weird because I don't want to go down that path. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want a bad guy and a good guy. And so, yes, so sometimes I'll pick cases because I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy is fucked up. Like, I don't even, it doesn't even matter what his life was like. He's just bad news. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking well, of bad news, do we have any good news? Tell me. Oh, there's no bad news. I, that was a really terrible transition. <laughs> let me let me start with the bad news, Court. Uh, Speaking of news, news is, comma good. <laughs> um, what's my bad news? Well, my bad news is really that we any. we only have two names this week. They're winding down. Ugh. I know. I mean, you know, all thing all good things come to an end. Sometimes when we have probably received every funny name because <laughs> our listeners are so amazing. <laughs> It's true. Yes. Okay, give them to me. Um, one of them's just adorable and cute and fun. Sandy Quick, which is just cute and fun, ah. fun to say. Came across. <laughs> these both came from listeners' places of work. They like screen capped their computer. <laughs> you know, it's like intake form. <laughs> Sandy Quick, that's adorable. Yeah, Send it to us. So and the cute. other one it, is Anna. Sorry, I was just going to say sorry. <laughs> that Sandy Quick it reminds me like Nestle Quick. It's like a breakfast it, drink. It's totally a breakfast drink. Mm-hmm. I got a mini frosty last night on the way. We drove to see our in-laws, my in-laws, and I got a mini frosty on the way home. Did you ever do that? Oh, man. The kid size. Do you guys know about this? 95 cents. It's the perfect amount Sometimes of frosty. Sometimes they give them away for free, even. I don't know, like randomly. It's so you know, good. My kids love the mini frosties. Yep. And they'll give it to you as an adult. They will not deny you. Yes. They'll take your 95 oh, yeah. cents. And in return, they give you the perfect snack size frosty. Because even a small I mean, is kind of overwhelming after a certain point, but mini. Yeah. You know, you can get mini blizzards at DQ. I did not. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. No. Mini blizzards. So, mm-hmm. 
I'm a trash person that gets, I still get the fucking, it's not even called a Mr. Misty now. What's it called? Like an Arctic Blast or something. something I get the yeah. slushy with the soft serve, white vanilla soft serve Whatever. in it. Yeah, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's so good. And, and Laura is horrified by my choice every time uh, we go. She's Laura, just like, that is the She grew craziest. up in Home Alone land. She, she did. Suck it. <laughs> just kidding, Laura. I love you. No, and she grew up in Waukegan, which is a very different story. Very, you know how every beach you go along the beach and it's like idyllic, and then all of a sudden it just goes right, it just goes crazy. Garbage. That's yeah. She grew up in that part of it. Uh, um, Ryan got a Mister. Sorry, I'm not done with this conversation. Oh, yet. I can talk about this Ryan, all night. Ryan got one of those. What are they called? Arctic freezes. Arctic yeah, something like that. It's changed. A, Mr. It was like Mr. Misty, and then it was Dr. Slurpee or something, and now it's Arctic Rushes, or I don't know. Yeah. And it, he had never had one before. I went and got it. I brought it home, and he was like, oh, my God, it's so sour. This is so good. <laughs> and I was like, sour? And I tasted it, and the machine, somehow, like, the syrup the, didn't get in it. So all he had was the cherry flavor without what? the sweetness. But then he had the sweetness of the ice cream, and it was so good. And I was <laughs> like, this is accident. not normal. Oh, my God. I was like, this isn't how it usually tastes, but this is a miracle. <laughs> Damn. And then he ordered it another time, and it was normal. And he was like, oh, yeah, this isn't nearly as good. <laughs> Just so I wish like, there was you... an option to, like, remove the syrup. Like, can we not have the sugar but just the flavor. Yeah. I don't know. Unhook that hose or something real quick. Mm -hmm. I always get the cherry. I fucking love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, The last name of two. Two of two. Anaconda. I mean. <laughs> what? Oh, Is that real? Man. Are you real? Yes. It, ha it has to be. This world's too good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> shit is right. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, I got a couple shout outs. Yeah. Shouty outies. Let's shout them on out. Woo. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Thank you so much to Allie C. Yeah, Allie C. Allie sees Ooh. what she likes and she gets it and she shares it <laughs> and she is good at it and she's successful at it because she's the best uh, uh thank you so much to leslie we've had two leslie's recently is this I leslie with a y do i need to go down that road no nope. no we, this is a leslie with an ie well and no last initial just leslie no much just, leslie. just like share madonna leslie yeah right hair flip that's what she's doing right now because she fucking <laughs> rules <laughs> Uh, thank you so much to Paul E. Paul E. Paul E. <laughs> Paul e. Like Polly Shore. Like, want me to do a Polly Shore impersonation <laughs> right now? I can't. Can somebody uh, else? More than anything. Could somebody else please send me your Polly Shore impersonation? And then I'll, we'll send those to Paul E. As a prize for being fucking awesome. <laughs> Unless he doesn't want them. He can send a cease and desist. I'll stop sending you our <laughs> listeners Polly Shore impersonations. I would be so pleased, you guys. Somebody out there has one. What did he say? Like I think P P Pooch in the Gooch cool. or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say Pooch in the Gooch? I said Pooch in it, but you said Cool. <laughs> 
nailed it right on the head. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take this, we're taking this to the, on the road. (laughs) We have no excuse for not knowing Polly Shore's taglines. We were prime Polly Shore. Like, we were exactly the right age to know everything that he said. (laughs) Buddy, that's what he said, right? Ah, yes. Yes. You know what? (laughs) You... Close enough. <laughs> yeah, came. I think he came to our little tiny. I mean, I live in a very pretty small. It's a, technically a city, but it's a t- tiny little town. And, God about this. Yeah, he came recently to like, the community center here. Yeah, before like right before COVID, too, right? Yeah, and I didn't go. What was I thinking? Oh my God, Polly. I mean, had I known that my last outing in a year. Was could potentially be Polly Shore. I would have gone. No questions asked. <laughs> I'd make you a T-shirt that said "Pooch and the Gooch" on it. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> and on the backside. Cool. <laughs> oh shit! Anyway, thank you, Paul, <laughs> for your support. I forgot what we were talking about. I know. Thank you so much to see rock <laughs> yes. it's c dot r o c c okay well c rock is just trying to one up everybody because <laughs> for being so cool fuck it might be the best combination of a initial and a last name that i've ever heard like the toughest yes. the coolest kind of yes. sexy in a bad way mm-hmm. good job c rock thanks for supporting us yeah man we really appreciate your support. <laughs> yes, we really actually do very, very much. And um, if uh, is there more? Well, no, just that we're gonna we're having a Zoom hangout. Yes, uh, March twentieth. If you want to be a part of it, we are going to send an invite through Patreon. It's going to be for our Patreon supporters. Yep. So come over and hang out with us. And if you sign up before March 20th, we might have to put on some sort of cutoff so everybody gets the invite. But sign up. We'll send you an invitation. Yeah. To our Zoom come hang party. out with us. Yep. Yep. We haven't hashed out all the deets yet, but we're going to talk and say I, I just, hi. Yeah. I really just want to meet everybody personally. Yeah, we're I do gonna, too. I think we'll invite people to ask us questions so we can start somewhere a little icebreaker we'll do some trust falls and then uh, <laughs> have you ever two truths and a lie no have i you have never What's never have i ever thank you never <laughs> <laughs> no we will not do trust falls or icebreakers i hate that when you go to a group event it's just like you don't need to warm up the room. Picturing Zoom trust falls, like you just stand <laughs> up and fall, fall over and see what happens. Everyone just falling back in their chairs. <laughs> They're like, this sucks. This party's the <sighs> worst. Uh, no, I think we'll just let you submit questions, anything you want to ask us, and then we'll start there. And then we can just let the thing roll, let the night of flow or yeah. whatever they say. Yep. I'm good at parties, <laughs> can you tell? That's right. <laughs> March 20th. It's a Saturday. And probably like at 8, 8 p.m. I don't know. We've yeah. recorded and I clearly need to talk about it, but Eastern yeah. U.S. Yes. time. Eastern United States time. Yeah. So anyway, in the meantime, more details to come. Yes. And you can find those details on our social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at They Will Kill. You can come on over to our website, which is theywillkill.com. You can email us anything, anything you want. 
uh, they will kill <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. You are so much more like willing to take on the world with our email. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I would say not anything, you know, like tasteful yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Don't not like my murder life, confessions please. or anything. <laughs> have you no. checked dick pics in a while? Have you got I have there? not. I'll have we to. Need to I'll, check. I'll, I'll check before next week. <laughs> What if there's just like five or six hundred dick pics waiting for us? Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you never know. Uh, you never we open know. that open that door. What else? Thank you to rate, AJ Birdmans. You. Oh, yes. Thank you, AJ. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please. Yeah. I've got a really darling review recently, two days ago. It just, I we just love it. So thank you when you do yes. it. And thank you. Pro in the future when you're going to do it. We love it. Yes. Yes. Um, and remember. Pooch in the booch, baby. <laughs> cool. Cool. Squiggy, <laughs> squiggy, squiggy. <laughs> what else did he say? Buddy. <laughs> Flange in the mange. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch in the man. Put it. Put, put your weed in it. Nope, that was somebody else. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm gonna go watch Polly Shore movies right now. <laughs> uh, but just remember all those things. Just remember them. Blind yep. to your life. Keep them in your heart. Keep them. We in love your you soul. guys. We love you very, very, very much. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.